0: This week, I've got stories about Ryan Seacrest, Richard Simmons, and a new Hellboy movie. In Weird Shit, I've got a woman who doesn't want to share her money, napping at the gym, and real fake milk. And we'll wrap it all up with this week's featured podcast The Countdown Movie and TV Review. Beginning countdown podcast in hot. Oh, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is my little show where I share my twisted little views of news and entertainment and weird shit going on out in the world, and I wrap it all up with a featured podcast, because sharing is caring, guys. So... You, if you are a subscriber, which you should totally subscribe because you know you're cool like that, and that makes you cooler than everybody else, you may have noticed that there was no show last week, and that is 100% strictly because I got sick. Um It happens, and if you've been, if you're subscribed to the show, you realize I have four kids. That kind of happens a lot. Kids just bring shit home, and you, you know, it just works its way around the house. Stomach viruses are not fun. Even the dog got it. Even wonderful. Um But, once again, new puppy in the house. May or may not hear her. Let's hope not. But, enough about all of that. I've got a bunch of stuff. I'm going to try and refocus the show really on the news. So, I'm going to have a lot more varieties of news stuff. Starting today with entertainment news which I really need to put an effect together for, but hell, this is the first time. I'm just going to wing it. Anyway, entertainment news, and again, I'm a little behind. I'm going to say I'm a little behind from missing last week, but this was a big enough story. Ryan Seacrest is now the permanent, and I say permanent because nobody's permanent, but Ryan Seacrest is the new permanent co-host of Live with, or it's now Live with Kelly and Ryan. I guess they've been... You know, rotating co-hosts for about a year, ever since Michael Strahan, like, jumped ship over to uh, Good Morning America and pissed off Kelly because she was totally left out of the loop. Now, for me, it's, it's funny that this name, the, the show keeps changing. Because when I was a kid, it was live with Regis and Kathy Lee. And it had always been live with Regis and Kathy Lee. And then Kathy Lee left. Which is kind of retarded because she left live to go do another fucking show that basically airs right at the same damn time. But, whatever. And then, you know, they bring in Live with Regis and Kelly. And then, Regis retires. End of the show. Like, I realize Kelly has been there for quite a while now. But, it's not the same. It was always Live with Regis. Live with Regis and... Live with Regis and... Now it's live with Kelly and uh, I don't know. I mean, Kelly Rippa I, I honestly, I don't watch the show. I'm just going to say it. I don't watch the show. I have more important things to do. And young know, kids, we're not watching live with Regis and Kelly or Kelly and Michael or Kelly and Ryan. We're usually watching Doc McStuffins or Jake and Neverland Pirates, but it's still well, I, well, I feel like after Regis left, they should have just ended the show. Just for the sake of, come on, the guy who's been on this show for, fuck, forever, retired. Let it go. Regis even said he doesn't watch the show anymore. Come on. The guy who started the show is not watching the show. So, let's go. But Ryan Seacrest, it, it, doesn't he have enough fucking jobs? I, when I read this, it turned out that he's, he's got... Like, Business connections with everybody. Never mind that his production company produces all of the Kardashian reality. Pretty much every reality show on E! is backed by Ryan Seacrest. Plus, he does two radio shows. Apparently, they're actually going to build him a radio studio on set at live so that he can be doing his radio show from their studio in New York. But he still has TV hosting duties in LA. So he is actually going to be like coming back and forth and shuffling back and forth, uh, between LA and New York because he lives in LA, but now he has to host a show, a live show every morning in New York. And I guess word is that they're actually pre taping Fridays that at least some of them are getting pre taped so that he can skip friday they can take friday off so he can go back home to la like um dude no get it like move to new york and and reorganize some shit or don't take the job because it's dumb like i realize you're ryan seacrest and you've got more money than anybody else and yeah you've got the resources to do it but why the fuck would you that's just too much stress that I'm I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I would not be surprised if somewhere down the line, mid-50s Ryan Seacrest has a complete and total psychological breakdown because he's worked himself too damn hard all this time. He's like the king of media. Sorry, Howard Stern, but Ryan Seacrest is the king of media. He just runs everything. He's got his fingers in everything. Okay, quick change because I've got a lot of news. Richard Simmons is not missing. If, if you follow podcasting news and all that stuff and there was that big, and there was a big push on it, it was all over the media and everything because Richard Simmons hadn't been seen in public for like three years. He said, no, I just want to step away from the spotlight. I've been in the spotlight for 30 plus years. I just want to sit down, like calm down and, like I'm, I am old. I would like to just kind of calm down and retreat and be a little private for a while, which turned into everybody like, "Why is he gone? What's going on? Nobody's seen him. Something's wrong. He's being held hostage. He's having to blah 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 blah." Well, a few weeks back, he was hospitalized for yeah. you, like, severe indigestion. He's like, he got sick. He went to the hospital. It happens. He's old. Some when you get minor things when you're young. Not a big deal. A minor thing turns into a huge thing when you're in your sixties. So he went to the hospital. Everybody freaked out. It's like, oh my God, Richard Simmons is sick. What's he doing in the hospital? He was sick. He gets fine. He's back home. Well, now he's suing the National Enquirer and Radar Online. Like, how's that for jumping back into the spotlight? He's like, uh. The National Enquirer and Radar Online, basically over the last few years, while he's been out of the spotlight, have just been pitching all these stories of why is he gone? What's going on? Oh, he had a sex change and that's why he's been out of the spotlight. Like, oh, his name is... What the fuck are they calling... Uh, Fiona. They Oh, he's getting uh full doing all the surgery and hormone treatments and all this stuff. And not only did they post... Like, all these basically BS stories about him getting a sex change, they doubled down on it after they found out that the source was bogus. Now, getting back, because I, I read into it a little bit more, but apparently there was, like, a guy who used to work for Richard Simmons who was constantly trying to blackmail him, constantly trying to go to all the different tabloids and stuff with a bunch of BS stories, like, oh, he's being held captive by his... Uh, his uh, fucking maid and management and they're doing witchcraft and they're doing all this shit and, oh he's having a sex change and oh he's doing this and oh he's doing that and nobody bit nobody was biting until he kind of went off the radar and then suddenly the National Enquirer by, you know, bites at this oh Richard Simmons is having a sex change and this guy apparently they give him a lie detector bullshit and whatever guess what you can fake it but They give this guy a lie detector test. He sells his story to the inquirer that Richard Simmons is getting his, got a sex change. Well, after the story comes out, then the guy comes back, goes back to Richard Simmons and is like, Hey, I'm so sorry. They totally changed what I said. Uh, you know, keep in mind, this guy's been trying to blackmail Richard Simmons in the past. Like, Hey, I'm going to go tell them all this stuff. If you don't pay me a bunch of money, he goes and sells this BS story to the inquirer. Goes back to Richard Simmons and says, "I'm so sorry. Uh, I take it all back. Hey, I will. If you pay me, I'll go on record and and discredit the story." Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you lied to them. You sold your story to them—a bunch of lies. Then you want me to pay you to not to go and tell the truth that it was a bunch of lies? Yeah, fuck you, dude. So they take all that to the inquirer. They say, Hey, this guy's making it up. He's trying to blackmail me into getting you to take back the story. Take back the story or we're going to sue you. So what do they do? They double down on the story. They keep adding, they keep running these, you know, sex change stories. Radar online starts running with the stories. And guess what? It's a bunch of BS because it was, uh, the, source had no credibility and now they're being sued. Now Richard Simmons is suing them all because they didn't vet their their information. They were you know, it's it's defamation. It's 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 a lot of it's you know, it's it's straight up defamation. They had an uncredible source who made sold them a bunch of lies and they didn't retract it. They came hey, when they found out it line, we lying, nope. no, we're just gonna keep pushing. It sells it sells magazines. Y'all are a bunch of dumb fucks. The inquirer gets in trouble for shit all the time. Like people don't like to fight the inquirer because it means they have to confront shit. And I think a lot of people were like, Oh, he's not gonna fight it and I think they were thinking, Oh, he's not gonna fight it because if he says you know, he comes out being mad about them saying he got a sex change then suddenly it's like, Oh, Richard Simmons is Upset about it's like what's wrong with uh, transgender people or gay people? I'm like, no. Richard Simmons is flamboyant as hell, but he's never come out as being gay. He's never come out for anything. You know, for all you know, he's a friggin' space alien. You know, but he, it's not a matter of is he okay with being, is he comfortable with being gay? Is he mad about being called gay? Is he mad about being saying that he had a sex change? It's not what they said it's that they were spreading lies, hurtful lies with the intent to uh smear his character. You know, they were spreading lies that were, you know, they were talking shit, you know? And in their case, they're like, Hey, well, it's, it's not that you said I had a sex change is that you were accusing me of something that I'm not. It's like, I don't have a problem with gay people. But don't call me gay. I'm not gay. Don't accuse me of being something I'm not. That's it. I take the same offense to being called white. Yeah, no shit. Uh, But it's just a, it's don't, it's not a matter of I'm offended by that thing. It's a matter of don't say I am something I'm not. That's it. And that's it. And in his case, it's a lot of invasion of privacy and a guy, you know, who knew him, who was trying to blackmail him as their source. So, it gets a lot of invasion of privacy, a lot of malicious stuff. They knew that, you know, what do they say? They have to prove that they did it with like, uh, reckless, uh, intent to cause harm or something like that. But, yeah, go Richard Simmons, sue the ever living fuck out of him. Uh, next thing we know, it's Richard Simmons National Enquirer and all you have on it is, is pictures of people in, in workout clothes. Go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Finally, because my entertainment's all over the place today. <sighs> last night, like late last night, like I posted this shit before a lot of other places, or at least a lot of other podcasters I know of. Um, according to Variety and the Hollywood Reporter and Nerdist, which is where I found it, Hellboy creator Mike Mignola. I'm pronounce it. Announced yesterday, they are moving forward with a Hellboy movie. A, a new R-rated Hellboy reboot without Ron Perlman or Guillermo del Toro. Let that sink in. The two guys who basically made the Hellboy series movies, what they are, were, are not involved in this. Now, it is also going to be, you know, it's, it's backed by the comic company and the creator of the character. Um, so, I mean, th- it's probably going to be more in, in line with the comics directly. Um, it's going to be, apparently they've got a director. I can't remember his name because I didn't write it down. Um, but it's also going to be starring, uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things, who's the sheriff on Stranger Things. If, come on, you've seen it. Um, as Hellboy, which, I don't know. It's a tough sell for me. Hellboy's a big guy. Ron Perlman's a big guy. I mean, I realized it was a big bodysuit and all that, but he's he's a big guy. So I'm just um, my brain is thinking it's gonna be it's a it's a tough call for me. That's just me. So a uh, new movie, tentatively titled Hellboy: Rise of the Blood Queen, which eh, it I mean, if they are they said they're going for R rating. So it's probably going to be really bloody. It's probably going to be really graphic. Um, I don't read comics. I know comic stuff, but I don't read comics. So I have no clue if Hellboy is actually like an... Expl- I, I'm sure it's violent as hell because it's Hellboy. But I don't know if it has like profanity or anything. So I don't know if that's where they're going. But I'm looking forward to it because it's Hellboy. Because of what... They did in the first movies because it was a character I had n- nobody knew what the fuck Hellboy was. Mainstream people did not know who Hellboy was. And then they made those movies and everyone's like, fuck yeah, Hellboy. And it's because of how Ron Perlman played him. It's because of how Guillermo del Toro wrote and directed and styled those movies. So anything else is going to be jarring to the senses. I'm hoping they do a good job. I'm really hoping they do a good job because there is now a lot of public love for these characters, but you are taking it in a way. It's going to end up going in a really different direction stylistically, I'm sure. So I'm hoping it's really good. I'm, I'm going to give it a chance because it's Hellboy and I've learned to, I've grown to have an affection for the character, but yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a hard sell. It is. So we will see if, if, uh, they can pull it off and if, uh, David Harbour is going to be able to be a good hellboy. So, all right. That's it for entertainment news today, but I will be right back after this little Potter and Family promo break with all of the weird shit from the news
1: access granted
0: i'm matt this is joe and i'm becky and we host pre-recorded live a weekly podcast where we goof off and geek out about nerdy news movies video games and whatever else we feel like talking about
1: so check us out at pre-rec live on twitter facebook.com backslash pre live itunes stitcher soundcloud or your favorite podcasting app
0: i didn't i, I didn't get a second line or i feel like i should say something all my butt hair fell out it's kind of nice <laughs> Hey there, it's Chris from More Gooder Than, where we rate and dissect pop culture one argument at a time. I'm joined by my compadres, Corey Sasso. What it is, Home Trees. And Donnie the Big D Car. Que mas. For those of you that would be joining us for the first time, Corey, Donnie, and I each take the side of some piece of pop culture and try and sway the world to agree with our opinions on which one is most goodest, with a 100% money-back guarantee to entertain you in the process. So we've done Which is Goodest out of the Indiana Jones trilogy. We've also covered the twin film phenomenon like Armageddon and Deep Impact. We've also compared and contrasted excellent Bill Paxton performances. So if that's something that you guys like to enjoy, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and our website, MGTPodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at MGTPodcast. Thanks, and check us out. Alright, first up in the weird shit news, have you ever had, like, a really bad breakup? Like, like, you have to start, like, you've been together for a while, and then you guys break up and you have to start splitting up your shit? Well, a woman in Colombia didn't really want to split up their shit. When her and her long time boyfriend decided to, or when he decided to, he, he was going to break up with her, she didn't want to split their accumulated life savings, so she ate it. Yeah, she ate it. Nine, okay, I've heard different numbers here, but according to one report, nine thousand dollars. In rolled up $100 bills. Apparently rolled up and wrapped in plastic. Because that's going to stop stomach acid. But $9,000 in $100 bills. That she rolled them up, wrapped them up, chased it down with a glass of water. And then got sick. Because, duh, you just ate 900 bills. That's a lot of paper. And, oh yeah, wrapped in plastic. That's a lot of paper and plastic. That's like eating the entire stack of bags at the grocery store for anybody else playing along. And not only did they, you know, she get sick, they take her to the hospital, they cut her open, and they recovered $5,700 from her stomach. Because, guess what? The other 2300 23? Yeah, 20. No, I can't do math. $3,300 already digested. And that's where I've heard one report that said she had $7,000 and one that said $9,000. But the funny part is again, this is in Colombia. It was all American money. If you look at the pictures, they'll show there's like pictures of $100 bills laid out on like a, a medical cart, all drying out, I suppose. But Yeah, it's all American, like, new American money. Now, they say that, oh, she, they were selling motorcycles and furniture and things, saving up because they wanted to move uh, away to get a better life and all this. Where in Colombia, and again, I don't live in Colombia, I don't know, maybe they just have it around. Where in Colombia are you getting $9,000 in American current, brand new American currency? Like, these are the brand new... Schmancy uh, hundred dollar bills that have the holograms on them and all the crazy bullshit. I think I've seen one of those because I don't, I'm not a restaurant manager. I don't handle p- other people's money all the time anymore. But where the fuck do you get nine thousand dollars in American money, brand new American hundred dollar bills in Colombia? Unless you are dealing in something nefarious. I'm not saying they were dealing drugs. I'm just saying that somewhere they these bills probably had something to do with drugs Uh, but yeah so they cut her open they made sure she wasn't actually a drug mule like um your story doesn't really check out why do you have a bunch of hundred dollar bills rolled up in your stomach so they you know they're like nope they talk to the boyfriend story checks out she's just kind of crazy and so they get after all of that and she gets stitched up and whatnot here's your money $5,700 $5,700 we were able to recover from your stomach. And she's probably going to have to split it. Because guess what? He knows. But really, eat the money. You're not... I, I think I understand that she was like... She's in Columbia where they people swallow bullshit all the time to keep it... You know, sorry, back to the drug thing. You know, condoms full of cocaine is a thing. Condoms full of heroin drugs whatever that's how you smuggle drugs everybody knows that's how you smuggle drugs but that's not how you smuggle money not how you do it all and they they smuggle drugs and condoms they don't smuggle drugs in reynolds wrap so trying to wrap up your hundred dollar bills in plastic wrap is not going to protect it from your stomach acid Maybe that's why she wasn't a drug meal, because she wasn't smart enough to know how to wrap up the shit that's supposed to go in your stomach. And you don't stick $9,000 in cash in your damn stomach, you idiot. Oh, uh, yeah, because people are dumb. Okay. <laughs> On to what is, would easily, I'd have to say, would be my wife's favorite class at the gym. A UK gym has introduced it Introduced it. Introduced. (laughs) Napper size. Where you go in and you lay down and take a nap for 45 minutes. I think 45 minutes is like standard fitness class. I don't know. I don't pay attention to how long my wife's gone. She has to drive there. She has to come back. Whatever. But 45 minutes. Lay down. Take a nap. To avoid further exhausting yourself from all the other exercise because a lot of studies have come out saying people aren't getting as much especially parents people aren't getting as much sleep as they need to sleep deprivation is bad for your health tons of studies have said yeah sleep deprivation bad for you you're gonna it'll make you sick it fucks with your immune system sleep get your sleep and then people are like Oh, I've got to juggle the kids, and I've got to go to work, and I've got to go to the gym. Well, now you go to the gym, and the gym's like, No, fuck you, get off the damn treadmill, go take a nap, because you're going to die. I don't think they're that, that abrasive about it. But they're like, No, you're going to come in, and we're going to have napper size. There's a big-ass comfy bed over there, some big fluffy pillows and blankets. Lay down, take a nap. It's better for your body to rest than to spend all this more time you know, pushing yourself to exhaustion, you're gonna die. Sleep is good for you. Guess what? You 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 burn fat while you're sleeping. You do really. Um, it's just, but they're doing this to kind of share and spread the health benefits of getting proper rest because it is so important that you get proper rest. And like I said, any doctor will say it. It's been proven. You need to rest. I don't need to rest. I think that's that's the number one rule of podcasters. Podcasters don't sleep. Sleep is for 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 sissies. There's there's not enough hours in the day, or in the week, or in the month to produce a podcast and sleep. So you know, or and in case you're uh, or Dave Jackson. I, I don't see how the man has a day job and produces 30 fucking, whatever the hell many podcasts he does. But yeah, he, he's, he, he eats, he, he works and he podcasts. I don't think there's ever any sleep in there. They should do a study on him. I don't think he's slept in about 12 years. Uh, Dave Jackson, napper size. Just Dave, Dave Jackson needs napper size. I realize to the general audience, you have no clue who I'm talking about, but <laughs> let's just say the guy's got way too many podcasts and I know this takes me a lot of hours. I don't know how he does what he does. All right. Well, you know what really helps with taking a nap? A glass of milk. Good transition, huh? Perfect day. Is making cow's milk without a cow. And what, what you say? To the bullshit you say. Really, cause that's what you said. Uh, so yeah, there, there's tons of, if you're, if you're vegan or you're lactose intolerant or you just, or whatever, like my boys have a lactose, like, have like a milk allergy straight up. Um, Two of my boys can't drink, or at least when they were born, couldn't drink cow's milk. Couldn't do it. Body couldn't digest it, right? They'd break out in hives and shit. Well, then there's all the almond milk and soy milk and all those alternatives. Well, they don't taste like milk. They don't. I don't care what the hell anybody says. Silk does not taste like milk. Almond breeze does not taste like Milk. Rice milk, soy milk, almond milk, cashew milk. None of them taste like moo juice. I like me some full, not not 2%, not one, not skim, no, whole moo juice. I want me some cow milk. Well, if you belong to any of those I-need-another-milk categories, or you're vegan, because why? Ugh. Sorry. Meat is yummy. Um, if you're in any of those categories, Perfect Today has genetically, biomechanically engineered cow's milk without a cow. Technically, they used a cow. Technically, they used cow DNA. They like Jurassic Parked the shit out of some yeast, basically. You know, we're gonna get technical here for a second because I, I was interested in the how the hell did they do this process. So what they did is they, like a couple of bioengineers, they genetically modified yeast. They injected cow DNA into yeast so that, you know, you use yeast to make bread, it ferments, it gives off gas and all this stuff. And that's why when, you make bread and you you proof their bloom the yeast and it makes all the foam and it gets all cloudy and full of bubbles and all that, and that's how they makes bread rice. Ta-da. Well, they injected cow DNA into the yeast. Now when the yeast ferments, it makes milk proteins. It actually makes the proteins that are the basically the, the bulk of milk. They combine that with some plant-based fats and sugars and vitamins and whatnot. And you now have what is nutritionally identical to natural cow's milk. Apparently it tastes this pretty much tastes the same and no cow. And they're like, oh, well, some people are going to get all mad because it's, it's genetically modified. It's like, no, the, the yeast is genetically modified The milk is a byproduct. There's no genetically modified stuff in the milk. It is made from something that was genetically modified. It's technicalities. But they're, they're planning, they're like, we're not planning on just like selling milk. We want to, like, people, you don't just drink milk when you have a lactose intolerance or whatever. It's like, there's cheese, there's yogurt, there's all these other things. So they want to take this, uh, synthetic milk, and use it to produce other things. Like, hey, if it worked, go for it. Because I do think it's a good idea. Because so many people, like, I'm not one of those crazy environmental nut jobs that says we need to get rid of all the cows, and you should be vegan because uh, cows are polluting the world, and there's so more cows and people and methane gas and blah 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 bullshit. I like beef, I like cows, I like my real cow juice and all that. But, I will say there are, there are medical reasons why if you cannot drink regular milk, if this works for you, fuck, go for it. Because, sorry, I don't like the taste of non-milks. They just taste funny. So, yeah, alternative, go for it. Now, again, they're like Jurassic parking the shit out of some yeast to make milk. But it's at least, it's a, it's a step in a direction where maybe we don't need as many cows. At least maybe if you want to go that environmental air quotes direction. Fine. You want to make that argument? Fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I support the idea because I think it's a great idea. It's also still like weird fucking Frankenstein milk, but if it tastes like milk, fine. There's a million and one fucking artificial milks out there right now. Coca-Cola makes that. What the fuck they call it? Uh, Pure Life, I think it is, that is enhanced milk, where they literally, like, you'll see it, and it's those weird, it's like a $5 quarter milk, it's stupid expensive, but it's basically like concentrated milk, they like spin it and they separate all of the, the elements and the components, all the, the protein and the liquid and the sugars and all that crap, and they take all of that and separate it, and then they mix it all back together with... Less fat, less sugar, and add boosted all these nutrients and stuff. So they make like super milk. I tried it. It tastes funny. Because if it's not just regular milk, it tastes funny. Stop dicking with milk. But if these guys can make animal free milk and, and appease some people that like milk just tastes good, just have a glass of milk. Yeah. Have a warm glass of milk. Go to your napper size class. Uh, It'll probably be better for your system than swallowing a bag full of money. And finally, I have what is, oddly enough, not a crime, but definitely a jackass of the week. Okay, I don't know if you've heard of the Fire Festival that tried to go on a few weeks back. This was like an event. It was supposed to be like this super ex- like, exclusive high-end music and technology festival that was supposed to take place on a private island in the Bahamas. And it was put together by Ja Rule and some of his like tech buddies. They were like, oh... Let's hold this big, like, super high-end, fancy festival, and we'll do it on this private island, and it'll be great. And we'll get all these bands, and, like, yeah. Fucking dumb. So this entire thing basically blew up completely in their faces when they realized the, the island they picked out had no infrastructure. Like, zero. No electricity, no running water, There was nothing there. It's a fucking dirt patch in the Bahamas. And so they're like, okay, well, we'll build a runway and we're going to be flying people. We're going to run shuttles and fly people in. like, okay, fine. People are flying in. They get there for this festival and... They're supposed to be these like luxury cabanas and all this really supposed to be this super high end stuff, like super high end catering and all this sort of shit. Jack shit. There were tents and the food was basically like, you know, some wheat bread and some, some cheese slices and a piece of lettuce and yeah, they ain't got shit. Apparently, like word was spreading among the acts and the people that were supposed to appear at this event beforehand, to the point where just about every band that was supposed to be there pulled out or just flat didn't show because they heard, "Oh no, it's a fucking mess down there." Like they went to the point to the point where they were like, "Okay, we are." There were people uh, like stuck on this island for basically like, almost two days while they're camping out on this middle of the fucking nowhere, while they had to shuttle them all back to the mainland. Fucking dumbasses. Don't plan shit. But they go, and they're like, okay, fine. Everybody who bought tickets for the fire Festival this year gets a full refund. Plus, next year, because, yeah, who the fuck's going to go next year? Next year everybody gets free gets a free pass for next year. Just gonna point out the economically dumb fuck up here. You're giving them their money back. And you're saying next year they can come for free. How are you gonna pay for the festival next year if you just gave all the money back? Dumb asses. And these tickets? Again, super exclusive, super high end festival. Coachella runs in the like sometimes four thousand dollar range. Tickets for this festival were around twelve thousand dollars. Twelve one two zero 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 dollars. If I were every one of these people, I'd be pissed as fuck when I got there too. The the Twitter rage was strong with this one, and I can't normally I I'm, I'm anti Twitter rage, but yeah I can't blame these people. They paid a shit ton of money to and then fucking fly to the Bahamas and bullshit to be greeted with a fucking FEMA tent and a and a styrofoam box with a cheese sandwich in it. Yeah, fuck that. I would sue, and they are. There's a shit ton of of. Of lawsuits coming at them, including a hundred million dollar class action lawsuit for uh, misrepresenting it for uh, like basically trying to swindle all these people out of money. It was like, no, you guys put on an like organized air quotes an event basically just to swindle a lot of rich people out of a lot of money because there's no way in hell. You could have, in your right mind, thought that that would have, you would have been prepared for that. It's like you didn't do anything properly to set up this event before you sold millions of dollars of tickets. Y'all are a bunch of fucking idiots. And there's no way you could, uh, I think it basically amounts to you couldn't possibly be that dumb to think that you could, that the location you picked and that you were going to have everything ready. Did you not look at the Island? Did you not do any research? Did you, did you throw a dart at a map and say, we're going to have an event there without going and just, and then you show up the day of and, Oh fuck, there's nothing here. Oh my God. What are we going to do? No, you can't possibly be that dumb. So and eh, therein lies, big ass lawsuit. You were negligent. You were, you were defrauding people. All those fun sort of things. $100 million class action lawsuit. On top of all the other various lawsuits from other people. And there's another lawsuit going against all of the social media promoters. This is being put on by Ja Rule. Who, come on, let's be serious. Nobody gives a fuck about Ja Rule right now. But he has friends. And they enlisted some... You know, a couple hundred of the most powerful people in social media, like Kylie and Kendall Jenner, like the uh, Bella and Gigi Hadid and basically every like social media celebrity out there. Everybody that's huge on on Twitter and Instagram, that's got like millions of followers and a lot of those celebrities who are just famous for being famous. You know, uh, they basically got all these people on board and we're like, Hey man, they've, nobody's disclosed any sort of payments about this, but everybody, they had to have been getting paid for this, but they all were compensated in some way to promote this festival. And it's like, Hey, yeah, we're going to the fire festival. It's totally a thing. You should totally go. It's this big exclusive thing and blah, 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 blah. And got all of these social media, like superpowers together to promote the fuck out of this festival. Just for it to be a wash. So now. That entire. Their they're they're people are suing. Those people. All of the celebrities. There's a rumor that. And it's completely unconfirmed. That's why it's a rumor. Is That Kendall Jenner was possibly paid. A quarter of a million dollars. To promote Fire Festival. On her social media. She hasn't said yes or no. But whatever the case may be. But. I think it's that's definitely going to be a big thing when this all plays out because someone's losing a fuck ton of money. There is not going to be a fire festival next year. There's not going to ever be another fire festival. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the promoters end up fucking going to jail for criminal fraud for the amount of negligence involved in this shit. But you know, a lot of what they're talking about is this whole lawsuit against the social media promoters because they were basically, and again, they haven't said outright, but they were obviously compensated or paid to promote this event. And there are trade laws. There's like FTC regulations about, Hey, you have to disclose if you are being compensated for promotions and they're clamping down on companies that are doing that stuff on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all those things. Well, now there's like, well, now it's a personal thing. They've done it with like companies, but now it's like, hey, if you're a person that is making sponsored posts essentially, like, hey, you know, you go out and and promote this beauty product on your Instagram, hey, I'm using pure minerals or whatever the fuck. And they paid you to say that. You have to disclose that. And in podcasting, we have to do that too. Blogging has to do that. You have to disclose if you are being compensated. It's like Amazon reviews, you have to say if you were paid. And so now they're going to, it's really going to come down to those people like, hey, um, you were paid to commit fraud. Essentially, these people paid you to defraud. This, the, the public into paying a shit ton of money to come to an event that was a bunch of bullshit. And they've compared it to like door-to-door salesman to where if door-to-door salesman shows up at your house and they sell you a vacuum, it's always vacuums, they come in, they sell you a vacuum and it turns out the entire thing is a piece of shit. Well, they were just an agent of the product. But they came in and they sold you a bad thing. Well, that bad thing, it's like they are on the hook because they did the selling. Even like, I don't make the product. I don't make that vacuum. It's not my fault. The vacuum's a piece of shit, but I'm the one who sold you on it. So I am responsible for your misfortune. That's basically it. They're, they're kind of making that argument that these, these social media promoters uh, what they called them fire starters fucking dumb but these fire starters basically sold all these people on these thousands of people on this bullshit festival and got millions of dollars in 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 ticket sales for this bullshit festival because kendall jenner and all these models and designers and fucking YouTube celebrities and Instagram celebrities all made it thing like this great thing. They're out there saying, Oh, I'm going, it's this great thing. You should do it too. Guess what? You are now on the hook for selling a bad product. That's it. And yeah, hopefully the, the repercussions of this are, but all these people will stop just, you know, the social media-ness of it. The, oh yeah, it's gonna be great for followers and likes and all that. Fuck, I hate social media. I do. I've done an entire show bitching about social media before. But this is why social media is a problem. The social media celebrity worship bullshit. Because people worship, people with means worship celebrities that were paid to say something is good hate celebrity endorsements. Celebrity endorsed something. You bought it because the celebrity said so. And you just got swindled out of thousands and thousands of dollars. Now, I will say, absolutely need to sue the fuck out of the, the people, the promoters. And maybe they need to sue the, the, the uh, social media fire starters to send a message. At the same time, y'all a bunch of dumb fucks that went to a big ass stupid festival because a bunch of celebrities said it was going to be really cool because your celebrity worship resulted in you going out there and I'm spending $12,000 and hiring a fucking plane to go to the Bahamas so that you could hang out with Ja Rule in a a cabana. That's what happened. Y'all a bunch of dumb fucks who bought into the hype Where's Where's Flavor Flav when I need him? Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype.
1: Want to know the story behind Podern Family? Podern Family started with a hashtag for indie podcasters, the podcasters who do this for fun and because we're passionate. We're not the big podcast you hear about. Most likely, we don't have ten to fifteen people helping us with production but that doesn't mean the quality and content you're getting isn't as good as any of those shows. Is there an area of interest you like talking to people about? Listen to an indie podcast on that topic. The hosts are incredibly reachable. We're basically clamoring to hear from listeners. We're just as much your fans as you are ours. No matter what you're interested in, Potter and Family's got a show for you. Like movies and TV? Check out The Epic Film Guys, The Something Something cast, The Boxers, or The Countdown movie and TV review. Do you like comedy? Check out Everyone Has a Podcast, The One Word Go Show, Afterburned 739, Now That I'm Older, Rick and Paul Heal the World, or Off in the Weeds. How about random trivia and fun facts? Check out The Endless Knot, or The Story Behind. Like comic books and geek culture? check out Geek Yogurt Podcast or Little Geek Lost. I could go on and believe me when I say there are a whole lot more where that came from. But you can find all these and more by searching the hashtag #PatternFamily Family on Twitter. Hi, it's Lisa from Small Things. If we all do small things, we can make a big difference. Visit our website, smallthings.net.au and remember to smile. Oh,
0: your guide to cinema etiquette for the countdown movie and tv reviews podcast question 17 when choosing a seat at a largely empty movie cinema do you a
1: sit directly in front of another person b sit right alongside a couple clearly enamoured with one another or c Take a seat away from other patrons that afford you a good you. If you add it'll be,
0: fuck you! For more useful cinema etiquette, join Paul and Wayne on the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast at Podomatic on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. That's right, children. This week's recommended listening is the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews with Paul and Wayne. And for once, it's an Australian podcast that's not sans pants. (laughs) These guys are from the other side of the country entirely. And I know that because I had to look at a map to find out. But uh, Paul and Wayne are from Perth, Australia. And the best way I could describe this, these guys, it's like the epic film guys without all the drinking if it was hosted by a shrink and a jackal. And I mean that in the best way possible. Um, yeah, these guys are, they're hilarious. And I, I don't know what it is about Australian humor. I just find them fucking funny as hell, but they're hilarious. I will say they're, they're the complete contrast in their two speech styles is. It's abrasive as fuck. (laughs) I'll just say it, and and I don't mean abrasive like it's grating on the ears, but abrasive like it's like a shrink and a jackal. I'm just gonna say it. (laughs) They just go so they're so different in the way they talk and their perspectives on things, and so you know, jumping into it. They do, it's it's a movie and TV review show. So they do film reviews and like, oh, there's a new season of this came out or something like that. But they do the movie reviews and talk about the movie news and all that sort of stuff. And then they usually try and tie that same movie review they did and make, well, let's do a countdown of this. So... Lego Batman comes out, they review Lego Batman, and then they do top 10 best animated movies. And some of this shit gets contentious as fuck, I'm not gonna lie. It is, it's interesting, like, the way they, they bounce off each other and how they will sit there and, and argue about a different movie or why is this so high in your list and that's not. But they're great about it because it, it, it creates, it's that, it's that conflict. And I will, they, you know, what they, I forget what the fuck. Oh, La La Land. I think it was La La Land. But they, they did top 10 best musicals. gun and they, they had to work on that one. They've done, they, but they, they kind of do like a mini review of the different movies. And they've done a lot of crossovers with other shows in what's referred to as the movie pod squad uh which is kind of a spin-off of potter and family uh, with the epic film guys and netflix and swill and a lot of these other uh a lot of these other nerdy guys but they they do these just i love their list that's like i mean it's, it's in the name it's the countdown that's really what you go for i generally i really don't care as much about the reviews because i get the reviews from a lot of other places it's it's just another perspective on it fine and they usually have a very different perspective from a lot of of other shows and they constantly are back and forth and at odds with the guys at uh, epic film guys but it's their lists are what i go for and think again it's a name the listening to the, how they decided and, and the, the argument of logic is great because you'll get the, Hey, isn't this supposed to be higher on the list? Like, well, if you liked this more, why isn't it higher on your list? Like, what do you mean? This one got three stars and that one got four. Why is the three star number two and the four star is no, is, is number 10. What the fuck? know. <laughs> yeah. This one's a better movie, but I liked that one more. Or logic and, and yeah, it's and it's again the the disparity between the hosts and they're like best friends and they obviously it's it's all in fun, but the disparity between their personalities is hilarious. And I've I've recently found myself commenting to them like what the f-? I do. They'll say something, they'll talk shit about some movie, and my only response is, fuck you. That's, that's it. It is, fuck you. That's a great fucking movie. You guys suck. Or what? And it's, you know, and not even a you guys suck is, fuck you. That's a great movie. How dare you rip on Skeletor? <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> and that's just cause, you know, I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> shit like that. But, yeah it's they're just they're just a fun couple of guys and they they're cons you know i laugh at myself they laugh at themselves and again the fucking he, he laughs like a jackal and there's no other way to describe it <laughs> but it's a it's a fun show and they're yeah the the argue i love the the natural bickeriness between people you know are really good friends. It's just, there's no substitute for that. And it's just that natural chemistry because they're really friends and they really care about each other. And when they talk shit, it comes from a place of love. Ah, I need it like an audience going, ah, button. And then I'd never remember to set it up. But absolutely. If, if you are into, I will say again, this is another one of those. Australian, Perth, Australia, West, West coast of Australia, very different accent, much like America, very different accents throughout the country. Well, these two guys, very different accents between them, really. Um, but it's funny to, sometimes you have to strain a little bit. If you aren't good with listening to accents, and I say this about every Australian show about all the hands, Pants guys because fuck every one of them sounds different but with you know it's a different accent it's a different voice if you cannot filter an Australian accent this is unfortunately not going to work for you but I absolutely suggest you give it a try because they're hilarious their lists are great their lists are great and they read back like all of the feedback and you email them you send them a tweet you send them a something They will send it, they will fucking get back, they will read it on the air because why the fuck not? But, once again, it's a great show, and if you're into movies and TV and just fun little countdown-y type stuff, it's absolutely the show you need to listen to because they're just the lists are great and they do go all over the damn place. And And it's a great conversation to have. They I, I feel like going through and doing some of my doing going back and doing like lists of my own like theirs and sending it into them, but then that would require, you know, not being lazy and shit. But you can find them at the countdown movies and tv Or if you don't want to type all it in, just check out the show notes at odd because that's totally not longer than what I theirs is. But you can find all of the previous uh, recommended listening and there you can subscribe to the show so that way you can get all the new episodes and the past episodes automatically without having to come back and clicky-clicky. Because you clicky-clicky. Because I'm a nerd. Uh, but remember, you can always catch me on facebook and twitter at odd Dad out or drop me a line at odd and remember to subscribe and leave me a review on apple podcast because that's what they call it now and i need to fix that on the website actually but leave me a review in apple podcast or in stitcher or spreaker or wherever you listen to podcasts because that'd be awesome there are even the all the shows actually go into YouTube too, so just search for Odd Dad Out and you'll find me there. Leave me a comment wherever you like. Leave me a review cuz I want to hear from you. But until next time, I have been Adam Higgins the Odd Dad Out. Thank you and good night.